to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket, and this is episode number eight. So, PTS, public test server version 5.2.0 is now accessible. So if you are interested, you can log into that and start testing out this upcoming uh, DLC uh, pack called Dragonhold. Um, the DLC pack um, will consist of a new zone, Southern Elsewhere. It'll be the conclusion to this year-long story that we've been following along with this Year of the Dragons DLC series. So this will be the, the end of that story. Um, there will be a bunch of uh, collectibles and crafting styles, costumes, that kind of stuff. You'll be able to unlock the final wing of the Hall of Lunar Champion. That um, It's kind of like a player house, I guess. Um, and as far as I can tell, there there isn't any group PvE content. There, there are no dungeons or arenas or trials or anything like that. It's just a, a zone with some story content, some quests. Uh, you know, there will be more dragons to fight and that kind of stuff and world bosses. Um, but that's that's the about the extent of that. Uh, they'll also be implementing the uh, activity finder improvements that they had talked about before. That'll be happening this patch. I'm really looking forward to this. It's something we've been needing for uh, a very long time. Uh, they say that the UI, the the interface, will look still look the same. It'll still act the same that uh, as what we're used to. But the, the back end has all been recoded, and they say it's a lot better now. Um, some of the, They say we'll notice a couple of changes. Most of the stuff we won't notice. It's just kind of behind-the-scenes performance stuff. Uh, but there are a few things that we will notice. Uh, a couple of them are, so now in dungeons, when you're finished with the dungeon and everybody drops out of the group, uh, the timer that starts ticking down to, to port you out of the dungeon now takes two minutes. Um, so they give, they're giving you some extra time there uh, so that you can hand in quests, maybe chase down a chest or two, and you don't have to rush around so much. I think that's a really nice thing. Now, if somebody drops out of the dungeon early before it's finished, um, then that's just a 10-second timer to, pull, to port them out of there. Uh, and they said that's um, so that the, the, the activity finder can just start finding a replacement uh, sooner is the point of that. I think those are both uh, nice little changes there. Uh, in Battlegrounds, here's here's one that I'm really excited about. So in Battlegrounds, when you accept a ready check, it immediately ports you into the Battleground, right then. Uh, and then if the finder can't find at least three players per team uh, in five minutes, the Battleground will close and everyone will be ported out without a penalty. So maximum, you'll be waiting five minutes uh, and if you can't get, and if, if the if the match can't start within that time, then you're out of there, no penalty. Uh, that is a really really nice change. Uh, this is so frustrating when you know maybe you'll be you'll be ported into the battlegrounds and you'll be waiting maybe 10 or 15 minutes for the thing to start, only to find you know this thing's never going to start. We're going to be stuck here forever. So um you know bail out but then get a 20 minute penalty and you either have to wait or log in with a different character and you know you didn't do anything wrong and you're being penalized it's really frustrating um so i'm glad i'm glad that they are addressing that that's that's going to be a really nice change right there uh, they also said that they're implementing some memory management overhauls uh, so i guess just the way 
the game utilizes RAM in your computer, um, it's going to result in fewer crashes and possibly slightly better frames per second. That's what they say. Okay, now we're getting to the good stuff. Um, there's uh, six new armor sets, uh, three overland dropped sets, and three crafted sets. Uh, and I think most of these are looking pretty pretty nice. I'm actually looking forward to trying out, um, I think, just about all of these. Um, so let's start with the overland sets. Um, the first one is a light armor set, uh, Marauder's Haste. It gives you uh, Magicka Recovery, Max Magicka, Magicka Recovery. Um, and then when you cast a damage shield ability, increase your movement speed by 20% for 9 seconds. 20% um, is quite a bit, and that's a unique buff that can stack with any other speed bonus that you have going on. Um, and just to give you an idea, when you're sprinting, that's that's 40%. That's an increase uh, of movement speed by 40%. Plus, if you have Major Expedition, which most builds in PvP do, that's another 30%, so you're up to 70% then. Uh, now, if you're wearing this set and you cast a damage shield, that's another uh, that's another 20%. So you right there are at 90% of the speed cap, 90% uh, of as fast as the game will let you go, uh, right there, just by sprinting and having major expedition and using this set. That's it. You know, you put on um, two swift pieces of jewelry and you're at the speed cap. You're there. Uh, I think it's pretty nice giving uh, Magicka builds uh, the option to be highly mobile, really fast. Uh, I like that. And, and I'll, uh, you know, it's very common for Magicka characters to use damage shields uh, in PvP. Um, so that's a really neat idea. And it's a recovery set as well. It gives you um, some good recovery stats. And it's pretty common for uh, players to wear a recovery, like for one of their five piece sets to be a recovery set. So this could just count as your recovery set, uh, and you're getting that nice um, speed boost from it as well. I think that's a really good idea. And it can it, it can work off of any damage shield, so that opens it up to pretty much anybody. Uh, the next one here is a medium armor set, uh, Dragon Guard Elite. Um, you get weapon critical, weapon damage, and stamina recovery. And then the five-piece bonus says uh, you gain a stack of Dragon Guard Tactics for five seconds when you deal direct damage to an enemy from the front or sides, up to five stacks. So anywhere except behind them. Uh, you can get up to five stacks. Each stack of Dragon Guard Tactics increases your weapon critical by 476. Uh, and you can only gain one stack per second. Um, I think with all stacks, with all five stacks, that is 2,380 critical. I'm not sure how the math factors that into the percentage critical chance, but it sounds like a lot. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like a lot of crit there. Uh, I think that, you know, could be a decent, just kind of um, easy to get go-to DPS set. Maybe not OP, but it would definitely get the job done. You know, if you're just maybe a new player or someone who just doesn't feel like grinding out um, a bunch of difficult content to get the the BIS gear, maybe you can just get a set of Hunting's Rage and this set here, and maybe that would be good enough, you know, to do vet dungeons and stuff. Seems all right. Seems Seems fine, yeah. Uh, this is probably the least exciting one of the bunch. Uh, it's not bad at all. Uh, it's just maybe 
these others, as we'll see, I mean, all of these are really cool sets. This is probably maybe the least exciting as far as I'm concerned anyway. Uh, and then the heavy Overland set is called Essential Defender. Uh, you get max stamina, max health, and max magicka. So you get all three max stats. Um, and then the five piece, dealing direct damage with a non-heavy attack, grants you one persistent stack of Essential's duty, up to 10 stacks. I think persistent stack means it stays with you for the full duration of combat. As long as you're in combat, you keep the stack and it doesn't expire. Kind of how uh, Merciless Resolve works. Um, so you can get up to 10 stacks of this um, Essentials Duty. <laughs> I like these names, these stacks they come up with. Um, so you, any any non-heavy attack. So I guess a light attack or like a just like an active skill ability um, gives you a stack of this stuff. And then after dealing damage with a fully charged heavy attack, you, rest you restore 535 stamina and magicka for each of those stacks, and you consume them as well. And you gain one stack per second. So uh, that is, if you have all 10 stacks up, that's 5,350 stamina and magicka that you get back from a heavy attack on top of what the heavy attack already gives you. Um, so like, for example, uh, if you have a shock staff, like a lightning staff, and you do a heavy attack with that, that gives you, I think, like 3,600-ish uh, magicka back. So add 5,350 on top of that, you know, so you're looking at you know, like 9,000, like 9,000 resource return from a, from a heavy attack. That's a whole lot. I like the idea of the set because it basically makes your heavy attacks be the entire source of your sustain and you can just kind of forget about sustain otherwise. I imagine you could you could put together a build with this basically being your sustain set uh, and then you just dump everything you have into damage. All your glyphs damage, use the warrior mundus, um, you know, all the damage you can get. Uh, and then when you, once your resource, your main resource bar, gosh, I can't talk. Once your main resource bar is drained, then just fire off a heavy attack. You're basically full again, uh, and then you're back in the fight. Uh, it seems cool. It seems like it could work really well for uh, for a player who knows how to to make good use of it. It also seems like um, you know it might take a little bit of skill to get good use out of it as well. But for someone who puts in the time and and learns how to use it well, I think it could be a really rewarding, fun set to use. Uh, it's it's interesting. I may, I may check that out. I might try try that out on a build or two. I don't know. We'll see. And that's all the dropped sets. So the crafted sets, and I think these are some of the more interesting ones here. Uh, so all three of these crafted sets, I'm pretty sure, are like hybrid sets that can be used by a stamina or magicka or a hybrid build. Um, so the first one here is Ancient Dragon Guard, uh, and they made a note here saying that this set is basically locked behind a quest. The set is uh, unavailable until the Dragon Guard headquarters is sufficiently restored. So I'm, I'm guessing there's a, a quest or a sequence of quests you need to complete before you have access to this area, and then you'll be able to get to the crafting station. I don't know. I could maybe see some players finding that annoying, but I think that's kind of neat. Like, hey, you have to do the content, all right? If you want this thing, you have to play this play this content we made. Um, 
So uh, you get max health. Uh, the three-piece bonus, you get weapon and spell damage. Uh, for the four-piece, you get weapon and spell critical. Um, and then for the five-piece, you gain 300 weapon and spell damage while your health is over 50%. And you gain 3460 physical and spell resistance while your health is below 50%. It's a really cool set. Uh, so, I mean, this is... I guess it could be useful in PvE, but... It, to me, I mean, this is absolutely a great PvP set. So while you're above half health, it's basically Julianos or Hunting's Rage, uh, more or less. Uh, then when you're below 50% health, uh, you, you lose that big uh, damage buff and it turns into a resistance buff, which is what you need at that time. The only downside is, uh, you know, you're getting that resistance buff, but you're losing all that uh, weapon or spell damage, which means your healing will be that much weaker because it doesn't have um, that much uh, stats backing it up. Uh, but I think you'd probably still be coming out ahead just with that nice. That's a pretty fat uh, resistance bonus to get there. Um, I absolutely expect lots and lots of people to be trying this thing out. It, it seems really nice, especially in no CP, uh, you know, in a build, you have to choose, you basically get to choose two out of three. Uh, you have um, damage, you have sustain, and you have defensiveness. Uh, and most of the time, there's only there's only room to fit two of those things, uh, for the most part, into a build. And you just have to do without the other. Um, but this set here kind of lets you have all three. You know, you have damage and defense in one set, and then just throw a recovery set into the mix and you're good to go. You have it all. Um, I don't know. It's, it seems good. It seems like it could be OP if it didn't have that that 50% where it turns into one thing and then it's another thing. I've, I don't know. It makes it seem fair. Um, and it's not like an astronomical amount of damage that it's giving you. It's kind of you know in line with Julianos or Hunting's Rage, which is like the baseline, I would say. Uh, and I like that it has a uh, a line of of health as well. It's kind of hard uh, to get as much health as you want to have, especially in non-CP uh, PvP. Sometimes it's difficult to get a good amount of health without sacrificing your other stats too much. Um, so I think this is a really, really good looking PvP set. I fully expect people to be using this, and I'm definitely going to be trying it out. I mean, it's crafted, and I have a ton of mats, so there's... There's nothing to lose by just crafting it and trying it and see how it goes. I think it's probably going to go well. Um, the next one is Daring Corsair. Um, so you get 129 Stamina Recovery, 129 Magicka Recovery. Uh, the fourth piece bonus gives you Weapon and Spell Critical. Um, and then the five piece, reduce the cost of your weapon abilities by 10% Magicka or Stamina. Uh, and then after casting a weapon ability, gain minor heroism for eight seconds, and that can happen every eight seconds. Um, so it's just it's a it's a yet another set that lets you have that lets you basically have 100% uptime of of minor heroism during combat. You know, you just have to cast a weapon ability, and 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 it goes. Um, and if you use a lot of weapon abilities, I mean that 10% cost reduction is going to be pretty nice. So maybe. Like a stamina sorcerer, stamina sorcerer uses a ton of weapon abilities, um, so this could be really nice for them. And plus, they already get some nice cost reduction for ultimates anyway. So, getting that that constant minor heroism, regenerating their ult all the times, they're just going to get that much more ultimate back all the time. 
seems all right. Seems like a pretty decent set. Probably not going to be uh, anybody's favorite set, but uh, I could see some builds getting good use out of it. Seems like it fits. It fits into the fits into the game. I think. All right, and then the last crafted set, New Moon Acolyte. Uh, and I think this is the one that's gotten the most attention. It seems really darn interesting. Um, you get weapon and spell critical, weapon and spell damage, physical and spell penetration, 1487 penetration. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty rare stat on an armor set. Uh, and then for the five piece, um, 481, you add 481 weapon and spell damage. Uh, but increases the cost of your active abilities by 5%. 481 weapon damage is a lot. That is a pretty massive uh, damage buff, weapon and spell damage. Uh, you don't have to do anything to get it. You just put this armor set on and boom, you have it. Um, but of course, it's balanced out by the fact that now all of your abilities are going to cost 5% more, all of your active abilities, that is. So that doesn't count things like blocking, dodging, breaking free, sprinting, that kind of stuff doesn't count. Um, so I don't, that, that one will be interesting to see. I wonder if that, that cost increase is enough to offset that, that huge damage buff, especially this is a crafted set. You could craft this in heavy armor and be really defensive, plus have a nice penetration stat, a lot of weapon or spell damage. You know, you'll be able to put out a lot of pressure while being pretty darn tanky, but, you know, your sustain is probably going to be a challenge. So you're just going to have to going to have to keep an eye on that. And I wonder, you know, if by the time you balance your build out so that you have enough sustain to in get through a fight, if you're even really going to have that much more uh, weapon or spell damage by the end of that, because you'll have to trade some of that off with jewelry glyphs or Bunda stone or whatever, just to have enough sustain. Um, so it may all balance out, you know, it might, this might end up being kind of an ordinary amount of damage once you once you round your build out uh, and get your stats where you like them. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to try it and see. I, it's just, I'm just, um, you know, I'm surmising, you know, I haven't actually tried it out yet, so I don't know. So that's it for the new sets. Now, they did rework um, a bunch of the three-piece sets. So sets like uh, Agility and Willpower, um, those have been buffed just a little bit. So it's now 1752 max stamina and 206 weapon damage instead of 1451 and 193. And uh, the same deal with Willpower. It got the same bit of a buff. Um, the Endurance, the three-piece Endurance set. So the three-piece bonus now gives you um, 618 health recovery instead of 193 stamina recovery. Um, and the two-piece is 1928 max health instead of 1596 max health. So the two-piece gives you a little bit more max health than it did before and a whole bunch of health recovery instead of stamina recovery. 618 is, is quite a lot. Um, like I, I imagine if you're wearing this three-piece endurance set and like troll king monster set that, that you're going to have really good survivability right there uh, it's going to amplify that health recovery quite a bit wearing troll king you know you could probably just have vigor slotted as your one and only heal and that would be enough to stay alive a lot of the time i bet um that seems cool that seems cool and it's a it's a neat way to make this set seem uh, enticing, you know, I feel like uh, for the most part, these three-piece sets have greatly fallen out of favor ever since um, two-handed weapons have started counting as two set pieces. Um, I feel like people have more or less stopped using these 
altogether except for a handful of like niche builds. Um, so the fact that they're buffing these up a little bit and kind of reworking them, uh, I think I think people are going to start trying them out again. Um, some others were changed. I'm not going to get through the details of all of them, but just to read out their names in case uh, you want to check them out. Um, Blessing of Potentates uh, got changed up a little bit. Uh, Eagle Eye, Grace of the Ancients, Vengeance Leash, uh, Wrath of the Imperium. All those have been touched on a little bit. Um, they were Most of them, from what I can tell, they were either buffed a little bit or adjusted uh, to fit some other kind of function. So if you use those, or if you've ever been interested in those, or if you think you might be, check those out. Look up the PTS notes and, uh, and see what's going on on those. I'll put a, I will put a link to the, to the PTS uh, patch notes in the description of the episode. Uh, and they, they did touch on some five piece sets as well. Most of them were just like bug fixes, but there, there were a couple of actual, uh, adjustments that are, that are worth talking about. So, uh, the blood moon set, um, increases the light attack damage bonus of this set to 55% up from 30% and then reduce the cooldown to 15 seconds instead of 18 seconds. It also says your melee light attacks no longer need to be critical damage in order to generate a stack. So basically, they just, they just buffed that set quite a bit. This is a great set for werewolves. Uh, and as we'll see here in just a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll talk about werewolves might need, be needing a little help. I mean, if they, I feel like they already need a little help, they might be needing a little more help. <laughs> um and uh, the other one I wanted to talk about was uh, Fortified Brass. Uh, they nerfed it just a little bit. The five-piece bonus will now give you 3460 resistances instead of 5170. A bit of a nerf there. Uh, I'm not sure that was necessary. I don't. I didn't really see this set as being uh, problematic or anything like that. But uh, you know, I guess they're in this whole standardization thing, so maybe it's just part of that. Uh, but I never really see people complaining about Fortified Brass. Uh, there's a bunch more um, sets that they touched on as far as five-piece sets go, uh, but like I said, most of them are bug fixes or very minor changes, and we got a lot to get through here, so for the sake of time, um, I'm, I'm just going to skip over those. So let's get into some of these uh, combat and ability changes. Uh, this is... Uh, probably where we'll spend the majority of our time here. This is going to take a little while to get through because... Once again, it's quite a bit, and a lot of it is pretty drastic. Um, so we'll start with the general stuff, and then we'll get into the class-specific stuff. Um, so to start, uh, damage over time abilities are, once again, being adjusted. So right now, on the live server, on the current live server uh, version of the game, um, dots deal about 150% more damage than a typical spammable, like the total amount of damage that the dot does from the from beginning to end. It'll be about 150% more damage than, than a, a spammable ability, if you compare them. Um, well, now on, on this PTS uh, server that's, that's live right now, uh, on the current version of that, um, they've changed that so that dots will deal... 25% more damage than a spammable rather than 150% more. Um, so quite, quite a bit less. Um, they, they, they've reduced them quite a bit uh, to the point where they're even weaker than they were this, uh, before this last patch went live. And of course we know dots were 
massively, massively buffed this patch uh, to the point in PvP where it really <laughs> makes life kind of miserable. It really does. They, they're a lot to deal with. And if you don't have a cleanse slotted, sometimes, you know, it's just basically impossible to outheal all the, the dots ticking away on you. Um, so, you know, they got a lot of feedback about that. Uh, obviously, people have been pretty vocal about how how you know, difficult dots have been to deal with. Um, and so they're responding to that, but they're responding to it in a pretty extreme way. And now dots are going to be even weaker than they were before, like before this massive buff that they received. And I don't know, I don't think anyone really thought dots were much of a problem before. Uh, and I think a lot of people are just kind of left thinking, like, why, why do we start messing with dots in the first place? Um, but I get it. They're, they're trying to standardize everything. Dots were not standardized before, so now they are, but now they have to figure out, okay, now that they're all the same, what, how much damage do they need to do? What, what's the right amount? So I don't know. They're, they're dialing it in. Maybe, maybe they have to go to the extreme ends of the, uh, of the spectrum and then start kind of dialing it into the center bit by bit until they find the sweet spot. Maybe that's just how they have to do it. Uh, I don't know. I've never been in video game development, so I really am not sure. But that's that's a possible explanation that would make sense why we have these like drastic swings from from one end of the, of the spectrum to the other. Um, so uh, also AOE dots will now match the damage of single target dots. Uh, so right now they do about 33% less damage than a single target dot uh, on average. Um, so now AOE dots will match the damage of a single target dot, but they will cost 66% more. They're going to be way more expensive. Um, so, so basically you're, you're only going to want to use AOE dots in trash fights or in boss fights with lots of ads. Uh, and probably in, in those boss fights, we'll probably only want to use that, that ability when the ads are there. Um, you know, you'll probably still want to use like, um, Elemental blockade, the Destro staff skill. If you have a, if you especially if you have a, a VMA staff, you probably still want to use that ability no matter what. Um, but uh, in general, you know, I think AOE dots are just going to be this situational thing that they're they're good things to use if the situation calls for it. But otherwise, you might be better off with other abilities. Um, that might be an okay direction. I think dots in general right now on PTS are just way way too weak. Um, you know, they're just not. They don't really get the job done right now. So I expect them to be buffed a little bit. Um, and this might be a good direction for AOE dots. They still do good damage. You know, if they balance this out, assuming they'll get buffed later, I have to assume they will. Um, they do sufficient damage, but they cost too much to just use all the time. So you're only going to want to use them when you really need them. Seems like, seems like that could be okay. Uh, and the standard duration for dots now is 10 seconds instead of 8 seconds. And that'll be like the base duration. And, you know, some morphs of abilities will increase that duration and, and whatnot. So that they'll, I think they're all going to start at 10 seconds at base from now on. So we'll see how that goes. Um, that's, uh, that's all for dots. Uh, they're also adjusting um, the way sprint works a little bit. They said they've, they've kind of changed how the server handles sprinting in general to make it a little more efficient. Um, they said that you'll notice your stamina bar drain more smoothly while you're sprinting, uh, and the cost of sprint 
uh, in general is quite a bit less, they say. And I logged on to PTS uh, last night for a little while and I tested some of this stuff out and I definitely could tell that my stamina bar was draining much, much more slowly than it normally does uh, when I was sprinting. Now, granted, I was on an orc character at the time, so they get some cost reduction anyway. Um, but I play a lot of orcs. I'm, I'm, I'm used to that, and it still seemed like uh, like um, a qu quite a bit of an improvement there. Uh, and I like that. I, I like sprinting a lot. I like making characters that move really fast. I use the heck out of sprint. Um, so that's that sounds like a great thing to me. Uh, they've also changed up how... Um, mount sprinting works a little bit so uh, for one um, now when you run out of stamina when your mount runs out of stamina they will stop sprinting just the same as when you're sprinting on foot it's going to work the same way uh, sounds like a really bad thing but they say the stamina is going to drain way slower they also say the stamina pool is much bigger and the recovery weight the, the recovery rate is much much faster and on their live stream they, they said it would take a few seconds for the stamina bar to refill and then you can start sprinting again so it, it seems like it might not be so bad you you can't infinite sprint on your mount anymore but if that stamina bar drains really slowly and then refills uh very quickly you know maybe that'll be fine maybe that'll be all right So let's get into the class-specific stuff. I want to start with uh, Dragon Knight. Um, so Dragon Knight, of course, they have some dots. Um, I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to say every single dot that's being changed here because we just got done talking about, you know, every dot in the game is being adjusted, basically getting heavily nerfed. So just assume that if it's a dot, it's, it's getting that treatment. Um, but for Dragon Knight, I am going to talk about these for a minute because they're they're affected by this, I think, more than really anybody else. So Fiery Breath, of course, gets a cost increase and the damage over time is nerfed by 47%. Uh, and then Searing Strike also gets a cost in increase and its damage was nerfed by 60%, just like all the rest of DOTS. Um, the thing is, is I, I, I wonder about this because... Searing Strike in particular, you know, a secondary effect that it has is that it heals the caster for, I think, 75% of the total damage this inflicts once the once the ability expires or when you recast it on someone. Uh, it's, a, it's a really big heal. It's a very potent ability, and it's one of the few key tools that a Magicka Dragon Knight has that allows them to be successful, you know. They are Magicka, they're often wearing light armor, they have to play in melee range, they have no other option, and the burst heal that they get from this offensive ability um, is is crucial to them to, to be able to do that. It allows them to remain on offense and get this, this nice, reliable, big heal back, um, and they don't have to go hiding behind a wall all the time and stuff like that the way maybe a sorcerer would have to do um, but with the sorcerer of course they have range and mobility they can do that but a dragonite often doesn't have to have that option they have to they most of the time they have to stay up in it uh, and and there's no other option for that uh, and so it's nice that they they have the tools that allow them to do that um, this ability here 
if you're if you're nerfing the damage by 60%, then you're also nerfing that heal by 60%, uh, and it's just it's just going to make their life uh, a lot more difficult. Not not to mention just the dot itself being reduced so much. You know, Dragonites rely really, really heavily on dots. And if we're standardizing all dots across the board so that they all do the exact same amount of damage and cost the exact same amount of resources, that's going to affect Dragon Knights disproportionately because they rely on dots more than anyone else. They don't have a Crystal Frags. They don't have a Haunting Curse. You know, they don't have, a, a, they don't have a, an Execute of any kind. All they have is dots and a whip. Uh, you know, and so their dots need to be strong or they need to have some kind of passive that compensates them for that. I think this might exemplify a flaw in this philosophy of standardizing categories of skills. Um, you know, I'm hoping that this is just like a like a phase, like hopefully the devs are just trying to get everything to a certain level so that they can get a good lay of the land and then maybe start deviating from that standardization in an informed, educated way. That's really what I hope the plan is, because I think this the standardization is is really going to hurt the Dragonite. At least you know right now it's looking like DKs are not in a good a good spot at all um, on uh, on PTS on live right now. They're they're doing really good because dots are really strong, and again that disproportionately affects Dragonites, and so Dragonites are disproportionately strong. Um, so I don't know what the solution is. If they, if everything must be standardized and they're like totally married to that idea, maybe, uh, maybe they could look at some of the DK passives to, to give that damage back to them that way. Um, like the combustion passive, um, it increases, um, the dragon knights damage to, uh, burning and poison status effects, uh, by 50%. So maybe they could increase that, you know, maybe that could, maybe they, that it could increase the damage by a hundred percent, you know? So yeah, all dots are super weak, uh, but Dragonite gets this super potent hundred percent increase to burning and poison damage. And maybe that's what it would take to put their damage back on par with other people. I'm just pulling arbitrary numbers out. I don't know if that's, if that's the right number or what, uh, or if that's even the right solution. Um, you know, I'm just kind of, tossing out ideas here but it's clear that dragonites are going to need something here like this this current uh iteration of pts is is not going to fly for dks at all um so i'm not uh, i'll move on from that um i think i think that i really hope that that's something that they're talking about and are coming up with solutions for i love dragonite i think it's a really well-designed class a really well-balanced class and when you see someone who's good with a dragon knight like a good player who's really rocking with a dragon knight you know that they are truly a good player there's no there's no cheese uh happening maybe this patch there is because dots are so strong uh, maybe there's a little bit of cheese going on there but typically to be good with a dragon knight you need to be a good player uh and i and i like that about them and if you are if you put in the time and you learn how the class works and you get good with them it's so rewarding because they are very powerful um, and it would be it would be a real shame to to see them just kind of become you know not so great. So 
Uh, moving on, uh, Molten Weapons and Morphs. So now all versions of this skill will give Major Sorcery and Brutality. So you get uh, your spell damage and weapon damage uh, buffs from the base ability and all morphs. Uh, and then the Igneous Weapons Morph increases the duration to 45 seconds instead of 35. Um, I don't think this is nearly enough to make Dragonites want to use this skill, to be honest. Uh, but this is just another part of the uh, standardization that they're doing. And we'll see as we go. They're doing this to basically all skills that give these damage buffs. Um, they're putting both damage buffs in all of those skills um, so that uh, a stamina or a magicka build can use whatever version of that uh, skill they want to use, uh, and it's going to work for them. So I don't think they're necessarily try trying to make this ability more enticing. They're just standardizing these, this specific category of skills, and this that's just what they did. Um, Dragonites do not use this skill, or at least not very many Dragonites use this skill, because it's pretty expensive. It costs like 4,000 Magicka, and basically all it does is gives you Major Sorcery or Major Brutality, and really nothing else. Um, I mean, technically it has secondary effects, so it, it gives those, those damage buffs to your allies as well. Um, so that's something, but the thing is, your allies already have those buffs. Okay, they don't they don't need you to give it to them. They already have it, and it doesn't stack, so that's useless. It's it's totally a waste. Um, and then uh, you know, and so you can choose a morph that either extends the duration of of a spell damage of a spell spell or weapon damage buff that everybody already has, uh, or you can choose a morph that increases the damage of your heavy attacks. And I just don't think anybody cares about that either. Uh, and, and it costs like 4,000 Magicka. So, so really the only useful thing it does is it gives you uh, weapon or spell damage, uh, and it costs 4,000 Magicka. It's really expensive. And let's compare it to another skill that's the, in the same category, like a, like a self-damage buff skill, uh, the Betty Niche from the Warden. Uh, gosh, let's... Let's enumerate the things that this skill does. It uh, it gives you your your damage buff. It gives you uh, your a uh, resource return, a really good one. Uh, it gives you uh, a, a cleanse. It cleanses negative abilities, um, and it counts as a pet. So it activates all sorts of awesome um, passives uh, that just make you more powerful. And it's free to cast. It's an instant cast. You know, it's it's got it all, and it's free. It's a, it's an amazing skill. Um, you know, you compare that; it does all that stuff. Doesn't cost anything except, you know, a global cooldown to cast it. You know, you compare that to molten weapons. It's like what gives, man? Like what 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 in the world? It does all of that, and it's free. Molten weapons does one of those things, and it costs four thousand magicka. Seems outrageous. Uh, so I hope they come back to the skill at some point and make it make it cool, you know, do do something more with it. I mean, I, I feel like at the very least, make it free to cast mi minimum. I feel like even that wouldn't be enough to make people want to slot it because still it's just doing one thing that uh, it give, it's giving you a damage buff that you can get from other sources. Um, so, yeah, I think this skill could use some more attention for sure. 
but moving on, um, so Stone Fist. So this is another ability that's uh, another Dragonite ability that really doesn't get used all that much. I do see some people using it sometimes, but uh, most Dragonites would rather use Fossilize, I think, for their CC ability. Um, the range on this doesn't really matter to a DK because they have to fight up close anyway. Uh, and if you're fighting up close and you want to stun somebody, why not use Fossilize, right? Um, so it's been basically reinvented. So uh, Stone Fist is now a stamina-based spammable ability, and it deals physical damage. Um, and it now has a 15-meter range instead of 28. Um, so there you go. Uh, it deals 66% more damage, um, but no more bonus damage to targets that are stunned. No longer does that. Um, and then I'm just going to quote them here. This ability no longer stuns the target outright, uh, but instead applies a stack of stagger to the enemy. After five stacks, the enemy will be stunned by the next stone fist cast at them, including from other dragon knights. So basically they can be stunned uh, after every five uh, attacks from this ability, then they can be stunned rather than it just being an instant stun like it was before. Um, but remember, the stun isn't really the point of this ability now. This is a spammable damage ability. A stun is just kind of a secondary effect. So I think a lot of people are kind of laughing at this change, like how, how in the world can I rely on a stun that I have to attack someone five times first before I can do it? Um, I don't think that's the idea. I, don't, I think it's just going to be like this sort of secondary thing that just kind of happens in the background um, but you, what you're really doing is you're, you're using this just to apply pressure, just to, just to damage your opponent, and they'll be getting stunned periodically um, in the process. Uh, you'd probably still use Fossilize or um, maybe Turn Evil for a stun, I think would probably be uh, what you would do there. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird one. The Stone Giant morph, uh, this morph no longer grants minor resolve. Um, instead, it enhances the stagger mechanic, where enemies affected take 25 extra damage from any attack per stack, um, and that cannot stack from multiple sources, they, st they say. Um, so if they have all five stacks of stagger on them, that means they take an extra 125 damage from all sources. So other players attacking them will, will be doing extra damage. That 125 doesn't sound like much. But if someone's being focused down uh, by multiple players and they have five stacks of this stagger business on them, um, you know, I don't know. That could potentially add up to a lot. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Is that it could? I see there's. I see there being some cool potential there. Uh, I don't know how potent that really will end up being in practice. I feel like it'd probably be difficult. Like the the team would have to really coordinate to try to really benefit from that. I feel like, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, I tested this ability out. I logged on to PTS last night for a little while and tried it out. Um, it's a spammable. It seems to cost a little more than a spammable should. I think it's like 3,000 something. I feel like I feel like any spammable needs to be less than 3,000 uh, to cast. Uh, I feel like the animation is pretty weak. You can barely see the projectile at all. Uh, all I could really see is like a, a trail of dust kind of coming out of my hand. That's really all it looks like. It's very dull looking honestly uh, and the audio effect is also really dull it's just kind of this weak sounding thud 
Uh, I imagine if you're like in a trial or in a battlegrounds with like a lot of stuff going on, uh, a lot of sound effects happening, you're probably not even going to hear it at all, uh, most likely. So it, it doesn't, it really doesn't feel very fun to use to me. Uh, it seems effective. I think they need to bring the cost down and. You know, I think they need to rethink this stagger mechanic as well. I think, honestly, off-balance might even be better uh, than stunning them because uh, with the stun, it's going to be hard to predict when that stun's going to happen, I feel like, most of the time. Uh, and you might be giving your enemy CC immunity when you really don't want to a lot of the time. Uh, so I, I feel like taking that stun away and making it be off-balance or some other thing, come up with some other idea, I don't know, um, I think I think having that be a stun is probably a bad idea, uh, and I I would really like them to, to rework the animation and the audio effect. Uh, I don't I don't really care for it. Um, but so the Obsidian Shard morph is still uh, a healer focused ability, and they increase the healing by three point three percent, and it now deals fire damage instead of magic damage, and heals two friendly targets instead of one. So I think it's cool that they're trying to do something different with this skill. Like I was saying, it's not a very widely used skill, so there's not a lot to lose by trying to do something different with it. Uh, I think they need to keep trying. I think they need to keep tweaking it, keep trying some things. As long as they, as long as they keep with it uh, and keep trying stuff, I think they can they can get it into a spot where people like to use it. Possibly, uh, I think they really. I think honestly making it visually more appealing and, and making making the audio effect more cool as well i think could go a long way you know those 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 sorts of things go a long way uh to make people enjoy using abilities uh so uh, i hope they take a look at that there so let's move on to Nightblade. Uh, they actually didn't get much um, drastic changes other than the, the damage over time nerfs that everybody's getting. They're, they're no exception. Uh, but they did get a few adjustments. Uh, Summon Shade uh, is going to do about 42% less damage. Uh, Drain Power. Uh, this ability and its morphs will now grant Major Brutality and Sorcery at base. Uh, so all versions of this skill will give you uh, both damage types. Uh, and then the power extraction, the stamina morph, uh, it now reduces enemies' spell damage as well as weapon damage. Um, so a little bit of a PvP buff there. Um, soul Tether. Uh, so now heals for half the damage dealt upon the initial hit. So it already gave you um, a heal over time, and now it gives you... Uh, probably about a 5k burst heal or so up front um, in addition to the heal over time plus it still stuns as well um, so just a little bit of a, of a buff to that ability there um, and that's that's kind of all the that's kind of all for Nightblade honestly like I said not not much change for them except the the dots so, so let's just move on to Sorcerer um, so, um, Unstable Familiar, um, reduced the damage by 17%. Man, the pets are just getting nerf after nerf. Uh, they also increased the cost of the special active ability, um, to 4,500 instead of 2,808. Massive cost increase. Um, so, man, pet, pets are not looking good at all these days. Um, they also increased the duration of the special active ability to 10 seconds up from 8 seconds. So I guess they're counting 
pets as dots now i guess uh cats pets are being included as part of the the dot standards um and then the base cost of summoning these abilities they say has been streamlined to 3510 i'm not sure what streamlined means um so the unstable clan fear morph that damage now scales off of your max stamina rather than magicka so you heard that right it is a stamina pet uh, what's weird is it still costs Magicka to cast, uh, but it scales off of stamina, so like a Magicka sorcerer wouldn't want to use this. Um, it's it's a it's a it's an odd choice. It's it's interesting. They, this is part of their you know their stated goal of improving class identity. You know, a stamina pet. It's an interesting idea. Um, I don't have a ton of insights to this just because I've never enjoyed playing with pets. I do play a sorcerer. It's one of my favorite characters, uh, but I, I never use pets. I don't, I don't like using them. So, um, I mean, it looks like pets are in really bad shape in general right now. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if any sorcerer is going to want to use them, stamina or magicka. I don't know. Um, but it's a cool idea to, to give stamina sorcerers the option uh, to use this. Uh, I think they should make it cost stamina though. I mean, I, I feel like Stam Sork's magical pool is already spread pretty thin, uh, especially in PVP. If you're using streak and, uh, you're probably using dark deal, uh, you might be using surge, you know, these things all cost magicka. Um, so I feel like if they're going to make a stamina pet, make it cost stamina. Um, yeah, that's what would make sense to me. It's an interesting one. If anyone has any insights to, to share about that, I haven't seen much discussion about this uh, on the forums or anything like that. So I really don't know how people are feeling about this, to be quite honest. Um, so uh, feel free to share your thoughts with me, uh, at gmail.com. And I'll, uh, you know, if I like it, maybe I'll read, read your uh, thoughts on my next episode. Uh, winged matriarch, um, increase the healing by 55%. All right, there's a buff. There we go. <laughs> Um, uh, so bolt escape this is some interesting stuff so first and foremost they fixed the streak bug all right so uh, if you play a sorcerer much at all I'm sure this has happened to you when you go to streak and something prevents you from actually moving forward and then you become stuck to the ground for probably three seconds or more uh, and you just can't move at all. And, and it doesn't count as CC. So someone can come right up behind you after that and just CC you. So it's like double CC'd. Um, it's super frustrating uh, when, it, when it happens. Maddening, especially when you're in the middle of a battleground. It's been the cause of my death many, many times. I absolutely would have been avoided otherwise. Um, so... I'm totally glad. Uh, their exact words, they said, fixed an issue where you could become stuck in place after attempting to cast this ability or any of its morphs when a target was outside your line of sight. So I guess, if, I don't know what that wording means exactly, but uh, I did log on to PTS last night and test this out uh, for quite a bit. Um, of course, it's intermittent, so it's hard to know for sure. But I streaked across the map, uh, you know, hun probably hundreds of times, honestly. It didn't happen a single time. And there was one time when I feel like it would have happened on the live server. Uh, there was a moment when I did streak and I didn't move forward. Like there was like a rock or something in my way that prevented me from actually moving forward. Uh, but 
Um, I didn't uh, I didn't become stuck. I could still move, uh, and it immediately refunded the magicka cost for it as well. And that's another thing they say here: the fatigue from this ability and its morphs uh, now only apply if you successfully teleport one meter or more instead of just when you activate the ability. So if you cast streak and you don't actually streak, you don't actually move forward. Um, no longer do you get stuck to the ground, and uh, you get refunded that magicka cost. I think that's really nice, really, really nice. Um, okay, so they changed the way that the stun works for the base ability, but don't panic. I'm gonna read this, but don't panic yet until we get to the morphs and we read all the way through everything, all right? It might not be as bad as it seems. Um, so they say, bolt escape, this ability and, uh, and the ball of lightning morph uh, no longer stuns the targets in a four meter radius from your origin location. Uh, it instead stuns targets in a six meter radius at your final location. So that's so you don't streak people in your path anymore. You streak you uh, you don't you don't stun them. I mean, uh, instead wherever you land, there's a six meter area in on that spot, and and in that area is where people get stunned. So quite quite a bit different there. Um, now the ball of lightning morph. Uh, you the the ball the ball of lightning that you summon it now lasts three seconds instead of two seconds, um, and the morph also adds two seconds of snare immunity and immobilization immunity after you teleport. It's kind of nice actually. Um, so yeah, the, that ball it absorbs projectiles. Uh, so you're, the idea is you're streaking away from people trying to get away, and that ball is going to absorb any projectiles or shooting at you. It just lasts uh, a second longer now. Kind of nice. Uh, plus you get that nice uh, snare and immobilization immunity. So that's a that's a class built-in um, snare removal uh, on an ability that it, it makes sense honestly to use that on. You're you're probably using this ability to escape to get out of trouble. Uh, and so snare and immobilization immunity in that situation is going to be very, very handy. Um, so I like that. Even though the the way the stun works is a little bit different, I do kind of like that change to, to Ball of Lightning. Um, and then Streak. All right, the Streak morph. Uh, this ability now creates a cone behind you after casting that damage and stuns enemies inside of it. The length is now 17 meters with a 40-degree arc. <laughs> I'm not sure what those numbers mean, but I, I tried this out. I'll explain it here in a second. Um, so yeah, a 17 by 40 degree arc, whatever, uh, rather than being a 14 by 15 meter rectangle, um, the kind of area of effect that it, that it hits. Um, they say this means the ability will require more precise aiming when attempting to land on top of an enemy, but will require less precise aiming when attempting to cast near an enemy. Uh, I tested this out a lot last night. I use Streak a lot on my Sorcerer. This is, you know, one of the key abilities in a Sorcerer's Toolkit that, that makes them work the way that they do. It's so much fun to use, and it's so effective. So with this ability, you you still can stun people in your path, just like it works right now. Uh, so if someone's directly in your path and you streak through them, for sure they're getting stunned. It's not blockable. Uh, if they don't have CC immunity, they are getting stunned. Um, it's just that, um, the way it is right now on live servers, it's like anyone that's kind of close in the vicinity of your path will get stunned rather than being directly in your path. 
so they've changed that a bit so that anyone who is like the closer they are to you, basically, the more likely they are to get that stun. So if somebody like gets the jump on you and they're like right on top of you and you just need to get away, you can basically just pick any direction and streak away and they're probably going to get hit with with your initial blast. Um, but then as you move forward, you're kind of creating this triangle shape that comes to a point. Uh, and that's the area of effect. So as you move forward, it becomes more and more narrow uh, so that if you're trying to streak someone that's far away, um, you're going to have to like point your cursor right at them and land directly on top of them more or less in order for them to get stunned. Um, I think it seems fine. Honestly, it still seems like the same old streak to me. Uh, I was using it a lot last night, uh, streaking around just uh, stunning overworld enemies and stuff. Uh, I, I didn't get in, into any PvP. Uh, I was just kind of running around in the overworld. Um, but I tried it from a lot of different angles and a lot of different kind of scenarios that I tried to sort of orchestrate with NPCs and stuff. Um, it still seems like the same old streak to me, only it's better because I don't get stuck to the floor anymore. Um, so I like it. Seems good. Seems good. Okay, Surge. So this is something that everybody asked for, uh, and they obviously heard the feedback and just implemented that in a bunch of other abilities. Uh, so Surge, this ability and its morphs now grant Major Brutality and Sorcery at its base. So a uh, Magicka Sorcerer or a Stamina Sorcerer can choose any version of this ability that they want to use, um, and, and it's going to work for them. That's really great. So now uh, a Magicka Sorcerer can just use Critical Surge if they want to have that same functionality they had uh, before Power Surge was made. But then we still have, <clears throat> excuse me, but we still have Power Surge, which is kind of a more healer-focused ability. So it's just an additional tool in the Sorcerer's Toolkit that they didn't have before. Uh, and now with this change, they haven't lost any of the functionality that they had before either. So, so really nice, really, really nice. And Bound Armaments, the morph of uh, Bound Armor, is uh, getting a bit of a rework, actually a total overhaul. And this is actually in um, the patch notes, but if you watch the live stream, um, they, they talked about this and they, they basically just forgot to put it in the patch notes. But this is, on, this is active on the PTS right now. You can test it out right now. Um, so with the new Bound Armaments, your light and heavy attacks will summon a Bound Weapon for 10 seconds. It's uh, The Bound Weapon is just like a small uh, dagger that kind of appears above your head. You can stack up to four times, so basically you can summon up to four of these Bound Daggers. Um, and then you can activate the ability a second time to fire however many daggers you have, um, and they hit in a, in a 0.3 second interval. So you can fire less than four stacks if you want. Like if you only have two or three daggers, you can you can fire those if you want. Um, I noticed that you cannot refresh the buff early if you have any stacks that you haven't fired yet. So if you have this ability early and say you hit somebody with a couple of light attacks and then they run away um, and then you turn around and you're going to go fight somebody else and maybe you want to recast this ability so that the buff is at its maximum duration before you get back into combat well if you have those stacks still there you're not going to be able to do that you're going to have to fire those stacks off at somebody first and then you can refresh the ability if you want to um, so a little weird. I, I feel like that might be something that they adjust and make it so that you can just refresh it. If you just cast it with no target, um, then it'll just refresh. Um, seems like the way to go there. Um, 
I tested this out. The, the damage seems to be about on par with Crystal Fragments if you have all four stacks. Um, you know, it depends on your character's stats, of course, but um, I just I just put together a basic uh, build and my character's stats, I think, uh, had like 3,000 weapon damage, fully buffed, and like 30k stamina. Um, and this was hitting for about 15k, uh, a total of about 15k when I had all four stacks going. So really not bad damage. Um, although kind of like with, um, stone fist, I feel like the visual effect could really use some work. So, uh, if you haven't checked it out or if you haven't seen it, um, what it looks like is like when you have all four stacks, uh, of daggers, they sort of form an arc directly above your head, kind of from side to side. Uh, and they kind of hover around a little bit, but for the most part, they're just kind of in this perfectly uniform arc with the the blades of the daggers pointing directly forward. And if you turn your character's head and stuff, like the entire arc turns with you. It looks kind of silly, honestly. Um, and they're so small, you know, if you're not like zoomed way, way in, it's not obvious at all that they're daggers. They're, they're kind of this like translucent purple color, and they honestly to me from like the the distance that i have my camera set for my character it looks more like floating purple icicles to me that it's not really obvious that they're daggers um <clears throat> doesn't doesn't look amazing and again the audio effect is really bland and not and not very satisfying um you know they just kind of make this kind of clunky clanky sort of noise when you fire them off and that's it and then you just kind of fly into your enemy and that's that's the end of it you know, and you compare that to, say, uh, Crystal Frags. It has a, a really cool animation, this giant crystal ball that, like, flies into an enemy's face and makes this really hard-hitting, impactful sound, you know? Like, like your reaction is always just like, wow, that had to hurt, you know? Um, and even though, like, this bound armaments, the, the daggers might be doing a similar amount of damage, is it just doesn't feel like it has that same impact. It's not nearly as fun to fire it off and hit somebody with it the way it is for Crystal Frags. And that brings me to this question that I have, which is, why don't we have a stamina version of Crystal Frags? Um, uh, the base ability of Crystal Frags is, of course, called Crystal, uh, what, Crystal Shards, right? Uh, and then it has a morph that you've probably never heard of because nobody ever uses it. It's called Crystal Blast. It uh, it has a cast time, it stuns targets, and it has like an AoE blast area when it, when it hits. Um, the thing is, it's just that stun isn't enough of an enticement because most sorcerers are just going to use streak. That's what they're going to use for a stun. Um, and it has this cast time. It doesn't have the instant proc mechanic the way Crystal Frags does. So literally every Sork uses Crystal Frags. They don't use this Crystal Blast uh, ability. It's just sitting there collecting dust, doing nothing. Why not turn it into the stamina version of Crystal Frags? When you compare other classes that have similar abilities, abilities that are in this same category, like basically this delayed burst kind of ability, um, look at Nightblade's Grim Focus. It has a Magicka and Stamina Morph. Uh, Templar's Backlash has a Stamina and Magicka Morph. Um, Warden's Shulk's Stamina and Magicka Morph. Blast Bones has a Stamina and Magicka Morph. Literally every skill in the game that's in this category uh, follows that template. There's a Stamina and Magicka version of them. Crystal Fragments is the odd one out, and it doesn't make sense because 
it has this unused morph, this crystal blast morph that nobody's using. It's just sitting there. You know, rather than put all this time and effort and, and add new assets and new animations trying to rework bound armaments, why not just make a stamina crystal frags? It seems like the obvious thing to do. Uh, and then make bound armaments uh, a, a defensive focused ability, the way the base ability is. Uh, it just it seems to be the clear thing to do here. It's really perplexing to me why they don't do that. And it's also the obvious thing that will make every stab sort happy, I think. I feel like if you just came out and said, hey, Crystal Blast is now the stamina Crystal Frags, no one's going to complain about that. You're going to get nothing but praise for that change. Whereas with the new bound armaments, as far as I can tell, it's nothing but criticism. You know, why not just do the obvious thing? Uh, I feel like that's that's the no-brainer. I'm perplexed by that. It really is strange. I, I hope that um, I hope that they consider that at some point. I mean, it's so obvious. There's there's no way it hasn't been discussed internally. I mean, pro probably many many times. I, I really would like to know the reasoning behind not doing it because uh, there's no way it hasn't come up. It's it's just way too obvious. So it's curious. I don't know. But at any rate, I guess that's that's all there is to Sorcerer, all I really wanted to talk about, so uh, I'm just going to move on. So let's talk about uh, Templar. Um, first of all, the Piercing Javelin. This one's a little bit of a bummer, but I knew it was coming, uh, just because they've been doing this to all of these uh, ranged CC abilities. Um, the range has been reduced to 22 meters instead of 28. Um, so, uh, and they say they're doing that to make it fall into line with scattershot, scattershot and fiery grip and other similar abilities. Um, but it says, um, the javelin and its morphs, uh, now ignore the target's physical and spell resistance. Um, so that's kind of interesting. It doesn't do a ton of damage, uh, but the fact that, um, it, re it ignores all resistance, you know, actually is probably going to do an okay amount of damage comparative, compared to other skills that do observe resistance. Um, so it's kind of cool. I mean, it'd probably be still a little too expensive to just straight up use as a spammable, but in certain situations, you know, a Templar, you're a, you're a melee player, but sometimes you just can't quite get to someone. And, and man, sometimes, you know, they just have, you're, you're looking at a, at an enemy who's kind of far away and they just have a little bit of health left. And if you could just hit them with something, that's probably all it would take, you know? Uh, so you could hit them with a, a power of the light and just start chunking javelins at them, uh, and that that might, might that often does the trick. And now especially that it ignores spell resistance, you know, could do the trick even better. You just have to be a little closer to them now, uh, is all. So I think I'll probably live with it. Uh, Twenty-two meters is okay, especially considering that mostly everything else a Templar has, you you got to be close up to use it. So probably not a big deal. Um, puncturing strikes uh, are just getting adjusted a little bit. Uh, so it now snares the closest enemy hit by 40% every time it deals damage, so as soon as you hit them with it, uh, rather than snaring them by 70% just on the final hit. Um, so I think you're going to have an easier time just landing those hits because as soon as you touch somebody with it, it's going to slow them down. You're going to have just an easier time keeping them in that cone area of effect uh, just because they're not going to be able to move out of the way nearly as easily, and you don't have to wait until that final hit uh, for them to get slowed down. Uh, they're not being slowed down by as much, but they are being slowed down immediately. I think that's going to help a lot. Uh, sometimes it really can be difficult uh, to get all four hits of jabs to land, uh, but when you do, man, it's a, it's a lot of damage. So that's cool. That's good. I think that's a good change right there. 
Uh, they also say that uh, um, puncturing strikes is now uh, properly considered direct damage attacks rather than a hybrid of direct damage and damage over time. Uh, and that's actually kind of a buff as well because the fact that uh, jabs is kind of multiple different damage types. It's direct damage, it's damage over time, it's also AoE damage. Uh, so it gets mitigated by a lot of different things. Uh, and, you know, there are certain things that mitigate dots. There are certain things that mitigate uh, direct damage. There are certain things that mitigate AoE damage. Uh, and so even though puncturing strikes does do a lot of damage, sometimes it's being kind of double and triple mitigated. Um, so this is, I think, just going to help jabs just do a little bit more damage because it's not going to be unfairly mitigated, um, uh, at least not as much. So that's cool. Seems like a good thing. Uh, they also said they updated the visual effect to better sync up with its attacks. And I tested this out last night, and, it, and it's true. You really can, uh, you really can see it. Like the the little jab 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 noise that it makes when you hit people with it. It it really does seem to line up perfectly with the the visual animation as well. Um, you know, I don't know if that really is going to help anything functionally. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Uh, but it, I do appreciate it. It's a it's a nice little touch that just uh, just helps it feel that much better for sure. Uh, backlash. Um, this ability and its morph's final explosion can now critically strike, uh, and they say "boom, baby" in the notes here, uh, which has been kind of the uh, the thing that everyone on the forums and stuff has been kind of making fun of. You'll see "boom, baby" at the end of of many many posts. It's kind of funny. Uh, the 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 concern I've seen here is that backlash kind of already crits right it's it's tallying up the damage of 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 everything that you do after you cast it and then it explodes for a percentage of that damage once it expires uh, and so presumably a lot of that damage that you that you do to them while that's being tallied up is crit right it's it, it is critting already um, so it's some people have said that you know it's kind of like it's double critting in a lot of ways. And it already hits for so much, uh, especially the stamina morph, uh, power of the light. Man, it, it, you can get some really, really big tooltips on that. Even without critting, it can hit 20k easy. Um, so uh, that's going to be strong, man. Uh, I, I think they're probably going to be keeping an eye on that because there's some there's some real potential for some uh, some nastiness. And Templars are already pretty nasty it's it's strange it's it's a strange decision to be giving them uh, an obvious buff like this uh when they're already clearly overperforming right like we've seen all the feedback threads uh and we've seen it just firsthand in battlegrounds and everywhere else like templars are untouchable right now uh they're reigning supreme uh you know uh at least on par with a with a magicka sorcerer i would say uh at the, at the very least uh, both of them are, are really really strong so it's a non-decision, especially since this is already such a super powerful ability, whether it's critting or not. Uh, and the fact that they're already performing so strongly, um, Templars in general, it's just a non-decision. It's a non-decision, to say the least. Um, Eclipse. So this is this is the one that everybody was begging to be adjusted right here. And they did adjust it a little bit. I wonder if it'll be enough. We'll just have to see. Uh, so Living Dark... Uh, this morph now only snares targets for 60% rather than immobilizing them. 
that's the main thing people were complaining about was the constant immobilization. Uh, every time they touch a Templar, they, they just get immobilized. It's super maddening. I don't know if a 60% snare is going to be any is going to be much less maddening, but maybe so. Maybe it'll be fine. Uh, I mean, it, it'll it probably will. I mean, it definitely will be less maddening than an immobilization for sure. Um, but hopefully, the that sixty percent snare won't be too much of a bother either. Uh, the fact that they're trying, the fact that they heard that feedback and they're trying to do something about it, I appreciate that. That's that's good. Uh, they also reduced the healing that it does by about 10%, which was another complaint about this ability too. So uh, they, that's definitely a bit of a nerf to that ability all around. We'll see if it's enough or not. Um, and then the unstable core morph, um, they reduced the uh, initial and secondary damage uh, by uh, 44%. And the final hit was reduced by 25%. It still does all the like the different stages of CC. That's all still there, but the damage that it does is less. So still a bit of a nerf. Again, we'll see if it's enough or not. We'll just have to test it out and and see what we think and provide the feedback. Okay, moving on with Warden. Uh, to start off with, we'll talk about the Betty Netch. So um, like other similar abilities, this ability and its morphs now grant major brutality and sorcery at the base. So all versions of the ability give both damage buffs. Uh, but the base ability no longer restores magicka while it's active. Um, so uh, that's gone. Um, but it does now remove one negative effect from you every five seconds. And it also removes it uh, upon your initial cast as well. So you can still just spam it over and over and over again, uh, just like you always have. If you just want to remove um, you know, one negative effect after another, you can still do that. Um, but if you don't do that, it's going to be doing it automatically every five seconds as long as the ability is active. I think that's a really nice buff. Um, they reduce the duration to 19 seconds instead of 22 seconds uh, on the base ability. Um, but then uh, the morphs increase that um, increase that duration. So then the blue Betty uh, gives you the Magicka uh, restore functionality back. Uh, and then they reduce the total duration to 25 seconds instead of 27 seconds. No big deal there. Um, and then the bull netch, the green netch, same exact thing. It gives you the stamina recovery, uh, and then the duration is 25 seconds. Um, massive buff. It's still uh, free to cast. It's still an instant cast. We made the comparison between this ability and Molten Armaments earlier. It seems kind of ridiculous when you make that comparison, when you see all the things that this does and the fact that it doesn't cost anything to do um it's 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 downright outrageous honestly um it's a great skill uh, i mean this seems like an awesome buff i mean i have a warden my warden's absolutely going to be benefiting from this and i'm going to be enjoying it absolutely um it's not like i'm unhappy about this change it's just that man it just makes certain other skills seem ridiculous in comparison um, so, um, I like this. I think this is fine. Totally keep it the way it is. Just look at those other skills, uh, and just make them comparable. I think is which, what needs to happen there. Um, so dive dive has been reworked a little bit. So, uh, they say they reduce the damage of these abilities by 10% and increase the cost to 2,700 instead of 2,430. Um, that's, that is a bummer because one thing about dive, not many people use it, but it actually does do a good amount of damage. Uh, and that was kind of one of the one of the things that did entice a few people to use it. That was one of the things. It's like, well, it actually deals a bit more damage than a lot of other spammables. 
it's going to do a little less now and cost a little more. So it's probably going to be more in alignment with, with other spammables. Um, and then they added a new functionality. If you are at least 12 meters from your target, uh, when you deal damage with the dive, uh, then you will set them off balance. Uh, and then the cutting dive morph, um, this morph no longer reduces the cost of the ability beyond the standard stamina cost. Uh, it now applies a bleed to targets for seven seconds if they are uh, if they are off balance. And that can stack up to seven times. So you can have a seven stack of bleeds on targets. So if you're 12 or more meters away, you hit them with uh, a cutting dive, they're immediately set off balance. And then if you keep spamming it on them, they get uh, up to a seven stack of bleed damage ticking on them. Uh, I haven't tried this myself, but I've seen uh, players give feedback that the, the bleed damage doesn't actually seem to amount to very much at all. Um, but it's an interesting take uh, on on this ability. Uh, and I think what sub-assault is like a 20 meter range. Is that right? Uh, so, you know, you have to be 12 meters away to get the off balance. So you basically want to be between 12 and 20 meters away from your target uh, to kind of get um, all the benefits that your, your class can, can give. Um, it's an interesting change. I don't know. Um, I don't know about it. Uh, they're, I, they're clearly trying to make class abilities more enticing. They want the players to slot more class abilities and less generic abilities. And we'll see with some of the changes they're making to weapon abilities and stuff. It seems to reinforce that idea. Um, so this is their idea for this uh, on how to do it. Honestly, the, the off balance thing there seems like it would make more sense on the uh, on the stone fist change they made to, to the stam decay uh, ability seems like it'd make a little more sense there but hey let's try it let's see how it goes i'm, I'm up for it um so swarm this is an interesting thing so um these abilities now apply minor vulnerability to the target for the duration of the dot that that gives the target uh extra eight percent damage taken from all sources um it seems pretty darn potent actually um, and then they, of course, decrease the damage like all, all other dots by about 50%, they say. Uh, and then the Growing Swarm morph. This is now a stamina-based dot, and it deals bleed damage. Uh, the swarm no longer spreads to nearby enemies upon completion, but instead it deals uh, damage to enemies in an area around the initial target, just on the initial cast. Um, uh, the, and the damage it'll deal to the to the nearby enemies is about 25% of what it will deal to the to the primary target there they say so that's cool uh, a stamina swarm I think that's pretty cool uh, there's not a lot of class single target stamina dots I don't think I'm trying to think of some I don't know if there are any uh, so that's pretty cool that's a that's a pretty cool thing I think wardens are going to be happy about that uh, and that'll probably synergize pretty nicely because it has a long range. Um, so, and they have this, you know, sort of kind of buff to uh, to the cutting dive. Um, so, you know, they can use those two, two things in combination and have a, a pretty good ranged game going on there. seems like a, a bow warden is, it might be more viable than ever with, uh, with that there. Um, it's a cool idea. It's just, you know, if dots if dots get buffed uh, beyond what they are right now on PTS, because uh, as it is right now, it's like, yeah, cool. St stamina morph of swarm is, is cool and all, but dots all suck right now. So I don't I don't want to use any <laughs> dots. So uh, if we buff dots up a little bit, then that'll be uh, a lot more exciting for sure. 
uh, Arctic Wind. So um, they've basically reverted this ability back to what it used to be. They say this ability and its morph have regained the original function of Arctic Blast, and they deal frost damage in a six meter radius around the caster uh, while the heal over time persists. Um, and the damage scales with your max magicka and spell damage to prevent compounded power for tanks, they say. So it's, it's meant for magicka wardens, specifically. Uh, the Arctic Blast Morph. I feel like I'm the only person in the world that's uh, that's a little upset by this because I actually like this skill as it is right now. Um, but it's uh, it's it's no longer going to be the way it is now. It's uh, they say it no longer converts the ability into a projectile stun. Instead, the ability has inherited permafrost's old functionality. We haven't talked about permafrost yet, but we will here in a second. Uh, so enemies will be stun. Enemies uh, who are hit three times with this ability will will be stunned. Um, and it cannot be blocked. Uh, it's it's a bummer. I like Arctic Blast. I like the way it is right now with the projectile stun. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like the fact that it's it's an instant CC and it gives me a nice little burst heal at the same time. So if maybe someone's trying to gank me or something, you know, the first thing I want to do is CC them to get to, to get them off my back, and that that same action gives me a nice little health health return as well at the same time. So it's I'm already on the road to recovering from that gank attempt. Uh, while I'm getting the person off of me for a second. Uh, so I, I really like the way it is right now. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not going to be... I, I think it's not going to be as useful uh, by reverting it like this, but I know a lot of people seem to be really happy uh, with this. So uh, that's fine. You know, I'll figure something else out on my Mag Warden. Uh, and so Permafrost. Uh, so Permafrost no longer stuns enemies who are hit multiple times. Uh, that functionality was given to uh, uh, Arctic Blast. Uh, but instead, it increases the duration up to 12 seconds. It's currently 8 seconds, so that's a 50% duration increase. Pretty wild there. Uh, it also increases the snare potency up to se uh, to 70% instead of 40%. So I feel like that already almost compensates for, the, for removing the stun. And then here's the big one. Each tick of damage now applies the chilled status effect to enemies. And if you don't know, uh, the chilled status effect gives the enemy minor maim, reduces their damage uh, by 15%, the damage that they do. Uh, and plus, as we know, permafrost already gives your allies major protection while it persists for 12 whole seconds now. Um, so it, it's already super powerful. It already makes your team nearly invincible while it's going. Plus now, any enemies in the, in the area are doing... 15% less damage to you on top of all that. Seems like too much. I, I, I understand they're trying to compensate for taking the stun out of it and they want to give something back, uh, but I feel like they gave too much back. A 70% snare and a, and a constant minor maim. I run with a buddy who, um, who rolls a Stam Warden um, that uh, it's a he specs heavily into ultimate regeneration. Like almost everything in his build is all about regenerating ultimate. And even though permafrost is a pretty expensive ultimate, he has that thing up constantly. Uh, we we are invincible a lot of the time in battlegrounds, uh, uh, and this is just going to be even more. You know, it's gonna it's gonna last fifty percent longer, which means his uptime is gonna go through the roof. Uh, plus the added minor maim. Uh, I really can't believe this. I mean, this changed to per to permafrost. Plus, you know, if you um, 
If you slot the new Arctic Blast, then you get the same functionality of stunning enemies that are near you. You get all the same old functionality that you have uh, that you had before, plus all these buffs that are now be give being given to Permafrost. Uh, seems outrageous, especially when you consider uh, the Betty Netch <laughs> getting severely buffed as well. Uh, Wardens are looking like they're in a very, very, very good spot this patch. Uh, I think this is, assuming this is how things will go live, which I, of course things are going to be adjusted over the next several weeks, so it's not all going to be just like this. But if we were to assume that this is the live patch, then it looks like a Warden all the way. Magicka or Stamina, as far as I can tell. Or Templar. Templar's still looking very, very good as well. Uh, and finally, Necromancer. Not a ton of changes to Necromancer, uh, but uh, a couple of them that are um, that are significant and worth talking about. So the Frozen Colossus Ultimate, um, this ability and its morphs will now only apply major vulnerability to enemies uh, when they are hit by the final smash rather than any hit. So the way it is right now, if anyone's hit by this ability at all, they get major vulnerability. Now it only happens if they get hit by that third hit. Um, the thing is, man, that's that's actually a pretty major pretty major nerf because if you're if you're fighting any kind of halfway decent player, they're not getting hit by that final hit unless they're out of stamina and stunned. You know, that's that's the only time that's going to happen. Uh, and and in that case, they're about to die anyway, with or without major vulnerability. So it doesn't even matter in that situation. Um, senseless i think it's a it's a senseless ability uh, to to change i feel like this is a perfect ultimate yeah it hits really hard uh it's it's a very formidable ultimate but it takes skill to land it it's so easy to avoid uh, and we just got done talking about permafrost the warden ultimate that just got some insane buffs um you know and compared to necro who not by any stretch of the imagination is coming anywhere close to overperforming in pvp this just seems absolutely unnecessary uh I, I don't get it i do not get that at all uh the skeletal mage just like all other pets uh the damage is reduced again i think they're kind of considering these to be dots the damage was reduced by 50 percent seems like a lot to me uh, especially considering pets are so unreliable uh it's often difficult to control which target they're attacking or when they attack them uh, and yeah, it does. The skeletal mage does deal a lot of damage. It's true. Each of their attacks hits pretty hard, but just the the unreliable nature of them, I feel like it's it's fair that they do hit hard because who knows if you're even going to be able to really take advantage of that damage at the right time to get a kill. Uh, it's it's difficult to do. Um, so I, again, I think that's senseless. I think pets need to be in a different category than dots. Uh, they don't work the same way. They're not nearly as reliable as dots are. Um, that's just what I think needs to happen there. It's already really difficult to, to get good use out of this skill. Um, and I've been trying, you know, I've tried, <laughs> I've been playing Necromancer quite a bit in the last several weeks and again and again and again, the conclusion I keep go coming to is, uh, I'm going to get rid of the skeletal mage or the skeletal archer and maybe just put a dot or some other buff ability in its place. And I seem to have better success with that. And I know results will vary from player to player, but that's that's just has been my experience. Uh, I feel like this this ability does not at all need to be nerfed. Uh, and then Boneyard, like all other dots, uh, it was it was nerfed. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, that's all the class changes uh, that I wanted to talk about, at least. There's some that I skipped over, but uh, I tried to just touch on the juicy stuff. Uh, I'm going to take a little break, uh, and then we'll talk about the, the last handful of changes with uh, weapon abilities and guild skill lines and stuff like that, uh, and then we'll close this thing out. So I'll be right back. Okay, let's talk about some of these weapon abilities here. We'll start with uh, the two-hander. So, of course, the, do the dots, cleave, and stampede were uh, nerfed, just like all the other dots. Uh, the important one to talk about here is uppercut. Um, so they have reduced the damage of this ability by about 16%. Uh, this, this ability just kind of keeps getting the hammer, honestly. Uh, and then Dizzying Swing. This morph no longer knocks the target back and stuns them, and instead sets them off balance for 7 seconds. Uh, this has gotten a lot of backlash. Uh, I think this is a, a major bummer. Uh, I don't actually use this skill. I don't. I don't like the cast time. I've never used it. It's never been. It just never felt good for me to use. Um, but I've always thought that it. It seemed like a well balanced skill. It hits really, really hard. It can be devastating. Um, but you you have to have some skill to get it to land. You know, it it, it always seemed fair to me. Um, honestly. The old version of Dizzying Swing, before they started toying with reducing cast times and all that sort of stuff, you know, back multiple patches ago before they ever started messing with it, I thought it was perfect. You know, it was it was a little difficult to land, but then when you did land it, it hits like a truck. It's so satisfying. You get really, it's a very rewarding play style, and it's one that a lot of players really enjoy. Um, and it's true, Dizzying Swing has started seeing a lot of use recently, this patch. It's mostly because a lot of people are, are wanting to use Onslaught. A lot of people are, are equipping a two-hander because they want to use Onslaught. Uh, and Dizzying Swing is just a perfect companion for Onslaught. You you stun them with with Dizzy and then they're, they're a sitting duck for that big crack in the skull with Onslaught. Uh, but Dizzy itself isn't the problem. I mean, I think Onslaught is a bit of a problem. Uh, and that actually, that absolutely needs to be reworked. Uh, I, it, it's, it's difficult to understand why... Dizzy is getting the attention here and, and not Onslaught. Um, I don't know. It seems like that that's the problem. Um, a lot of people are unhappy about this and understandably so. So it's it's not just uh, an ability. It's it's really an entire play style uh, that people have gotten used to uh, and have really enjoyed. Is that just absolutely being taken away? Um, and it's a real bummer. It really is a bummer. Uh, like I said, I don't use the skill. It's it's not uh, going to directly affect me. Um, but it, again, it seems unnecessary for a skill that I, I've always thought seems fair. And I've been wrecked with it before, no question. Um, but it's, it, those times were my own fault, I think, most of the time. Honestly, and I've learned since then, and I, I've learned how to avoid it. It's easy to see when they're winding the, that thing up and they're about to hit you in the, in the face with it. Um, you know... Just step out of the way <laughs> or, or block it. Uh, it's it's pretty easy to avoid. Uh, I feel like they should have never started adjusting this skill. Uh, you know, we should wind it back to before they ever started adjusting cast times uh, and just put it back to the way it used to be. Uh, and it, it was perfect then, I think. Uh, one hand and shield, not a ton going on there. Uh, just bug fixes, mostly. Uh, mostly all, all that's happening there. 
Uh, dual wield, mostly just changing some numbers. Uh, you know, Flurry does 8% less damage. Twin Slashes, just like all dots, 63% less damage. Uh, blade Cloak, 10%, or, I'm sorry, uh, Blade Cloak lasts uh, 10 seconds now instead of 8 seconds. Got a cost increase, 32% uh, damage reduction, so just nerf, nerf, nerf. Uh, the, the uh, you know, it lasts 2 additional seconds, so there we go. There, there's your buff, 2 extra seconds on Blade Cloak. But uh, otherwise, Dual Wield, just saw uh, a, few, uh, a few nerfs there. Uh, for the bow, uh, of course, Poison Arrow and Volley were nerfed just like all other dots. Uh, and then Scatter Shot, the Draining Shot morph. Uh, so this morph no longer uh, knocks targets back when you hit them. Uh, instead, it reduces their movement speed by 60%, and it still kicks a heal back to you when you hit somebody with it. Uh, the Magnum Shot Morph is still the same. hasn't changed at all. It still knocks targets back. You just don't get that, that heal back. So if you want to use a Morph that heals you, you're not going to get the stun. It's just going to snare them. Uh, and if you want to stun somebody, it's not going to heal you. And it seems like they've made a decision that stuns and heals should not be on the same skill across the board uh, is what it looks like. Uh, well, except for, um, I guess, instant stuns is what I should say. Instant stuns. Uh, I was going to say uh, Arctic Blast heals and stuns, but it stuns after hitting them three times. So there you go. Yeah, I guess they just don't like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bummer for me because, like I said, just like with the, uh, with the current version of Arctic Blast, I like Draining Shot because it gets somebody off my back and it starts the process of me recovering from an attack. I really like that. Uh, it's not going to be really an option anymore, uh, but that's okay. I'm, I'm sure we'll survive. Uh, Destro Staff, just dot nerfs is the only thing there. Wall of Elements and Destructive Reach do less damage now. Um, soul Trap in the Soul Magic skill line, damage reduced by 50% there. Um, let's talk about Werewolf. Werewolf. Um, so Infectious Claws. This ability and its morphs now immediately apply the diseased status effect to enemies hit. Uh, and they do disease damage rather than a hybrid of physical and disease damage. Uh, sounds good, but uh, decreased the damage per tick of these abilities by approximately 60%. So, yeah, big, big nerf. Uh, the Claws of Life morph. This morph now heals for 100% of the damage uh, of the damage caused uh, instead of 50%. So that sounds like, well, that's a lot more healing. But... This will result in an overall reduction since the base damage has been reduced. So yeah, 100% of 60% less damage, you know, so it's less healing too. Um, uh, and then the, the Werewolf Transformation, uh, Werewolf Berserker Morph, uh, decreased the damage per tick of the bleed applied from this morph by about 48%. Uh, I basically have the same response to this that I have when we were talking about the Dragon Knight. This is more of this dot standardization that is affecting werewolves disproportionately. I mean, you can already see anyone who's done Battlegrounds over the past several months, how many werewolves do you see anymore? I mean, never. You never see them. Uh, and when you do see them, if it's like in a high MMR match, they don't do well at all. Werewolves are in a really bad spot right now. Um, and they, they just kind of got done having a little bit of time in the sun. You know, it seemed like they were they were doing okay there for a while. And and now this current patch uh, and elsewhere, they're, they're really not doing great. And now we're going to nerf them even more. Um, 
seems like a really bad idea. Uh, and the same thing I said with Dragon Knight, uh, Werewolf either needs to be an exception to these rules that, that are being put in place, or they need to be given some sort of passive or some way of compensating for all this. Because uh, they're just, they're, they're dead. They're already dead. The werewolves are already dead uh, outside of people that, outside of just like for role play reasons, basically, you know, you, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me to, to hit them this hard, just in the name of standardization. Uh, so again, like I said, when we were talking about Dragonite, I hope this is just a phase, you know, and once we get everything set to a certain baseline, uh, then we'll start deviating from these standards uh, in smart ways. Um, they haven't said that that's what's going on. There's no indication that that's the case. I'm just kind of hoping that that's, that's the idea. Uh, because otherwise, man, I mean, don't be a werewolf at all. Like, do yourself a favor and just don't be a werewolf. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, Fighters Guild, Trap Beast, damage reduced by 63%, uh, Entropy, uh, so they say this ability and the structured Entropy Morph no longer gives you major sorcery, uh, so you got to use Degeneration for that. Um, decrease the damage dealt of all versions of this skill by 50%, um, and the cost has been reduced to 2700 instead of 2970. Uh, and then the Degeneration Morph will no longer return Magicka, but it continues to give you the Major Sorcery. Um, so if you want a dot that gives you Major Sorcery, you got to use the Degeneration Morph of Entropy. Uh, and again, I think this is probably part of their attempt to improve class identity. I think the idea here is if fewer people are slotting Entropy for a damage buff, then they'll have to slot a class ability for, uh, to get that instead. Um, I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. I think they just need to make the class abilities more enticing, uh, Molten Armaments being one that I think uh, is the most clear example. Um, but, you know, we have a long road ahead. There's still plenty of time for other changes to be made, and I have no doubt that uh, a lot of these changes that we want to see are on some sort of drawing board or are on some sort of roadmap maybe to be, be revealed uh, later. Uh, I do think that they maybe want to try to save some stuff for uh, a later time just to kind of give players uh, uh, an exciting reason to come check stuff out later. They can't give it all away at once. I, I kind of understand that reasoning from a, a business perspective, although it, it can result in some frustration for players uh, to be sure. Um, so it's a lot of changes. I mean, are they good changes? Are they bad changes? Uh, of course, as always, it's, um, it's debatable and, and it's probably a mix of both at the end of the day. Uh, I think, uh, the biggest thing is just the fact that there, they, these changes are so frequent and so drastic and often, uh, kind of jerking the player base in, in opposite directions. You know, like when, uh, when elsewhere dropped, we saw a, a massive gigantic buffs to damage over time abilities. Um, and now um, now with this patch, we're looking at major nerfs to damage over time abilities to the point where they're, they're weaker than they were uh, before this patch, you know? And so we went to one extreme and then three months later, we're going to the opposite extreme. And it's like, you know, wh where is the vision here exactly? Like, what, where, what is this journey you're taking us on? I'm getting whiplash going back and forth like this. Um, you know, the thing that people, the feedback that keeps being given again and again and again and again 
is just make incremental changes, you know, like, yeah, dots are too strong right now and they probably do need to be adjusted, but maybe let's start by adjusting them by 15% and, and then go from there. I don't know. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I've, I've never been on a video game development team. And so I don't really understand what their processes are, but I do know a lot of the time there's, there's more to the picture than people realize who aren't there in it. Uh, and you know, may, maybe there's a reason that they, they have to do it this way. Maybe it, it helps them to go to one extreme and then go to another extreme and gradually dial in on a sweet spot. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of taking guesses here. Just try, just trying to explain, uh, in some way wh why this might be how it goes down. Um, I do know whatever the reasons it results in a lot of frustration uh, for the player base um, and a lot of confusion for for newer players as well so uh, I hope it stabilizes at some point hopefully this is just a big transitional period uh, and we just got to get through it and we'll come out the other side uh, in good shape uh, and with a little bit better handle on things um, that that is my hope uh, so anyway, feel free uh, to share your thoughts with me. You can email me at ketsparrowhawk at gmail.com. And you can also hit me up on Twitter at ketsparrowhawk. Uh, for now, I think I'm going to get out of here. So until next time, take care and I'll see you again.